Okay, hi everybody. Welcome to episode three of my podcast, um, Fashion Realities, a model's perspective. I'm definitely thinking about changing the name because I feel like that just just like way too long. Um, but anyway, today we are talking about Jean-Luc Brunel. Um, this is my second time recording this because I just realized the first time I had accidentally recorded it as a segment on top of the Peter Nygaard case, which I guess could still work because he's connected to him. But um, aside from that, I think he just deserves his own episode. Um, not only that, but you know, it's good content. I'd rather get more in depth to it instead of just how he's related to Nygaard, right? So, um, who is Jean-Luc Brunel? Jean-Luc Brunel is the 74-year-old model scout and a former agency manager of Karen Models. Um, He gained prominence in the fashion industry by leading, or managing, um, Karen Models and founded MC2 Model Management. According to Wikipedia, he did this with the help of Jeffrey Epstein by financing with him. Um, He was born in Paris, France, and has one brother, Arnold Brunel. It doesn't really mention much about his parents um, in the Wikipedia article, except that his father was a high society Parisian real estate executive. He's also known as Le Fantôme, which translates to the ghost in English. Um, What an interesting nickname. Anyway, (laughs) his career, um, he started in the 1970s working for... Um, Karen's modeling agency as a modeling scout, which was owned by Karen Mossberg in Paris. Um, In 1978, he became the head of Karen Models. In 1988, Jean-Luc Brunel and his brother Arnold Brunel, yes, founded the Next Management Corporation. The next year, the brothers and Faith Cates formed Next Management, but if you go to the Next Management Wikipedia page that it links you to, it says that it was founded by Faith Cates and Joel Wicken- Wilkinfield. Um, so, um, Next has divisions in London, Los Angeles, Miami, Milan, and Paris, but its headquarters is in New York City. And um, Jean-Luc Brunel... Um, on top of this, has over three decades worth of sexual assault allegations. Um, Similar to Gerald Marie, how his allegations have been going back since like the 1980s and 1990s, but nobody's really like paid attention to them until recently. Um, Next has also sued the Brunel brothers in the past, in 1996 to be exact, after Jean-Luc left in April of that year with the Miami models and created what is now known as MC2 Model Management, the agency in New York that he was found to have been sex trafficking his models from. Um, He discovered lots of models who ended up becoming very successful, such as Christy Turlington and Sharon Stone. And after a BBC McIntyre undercover report on abuse within the fashion industry, he was banned from his agency in Europe. This prompted him to move to the United States in the early 2000s. The Daily Beast, which is a type of newspaper, reported that he relied on funding from his brother and their business partner Etienne de Royce until 2003, when both of them pulled funding due to the Paris office of Karen Models, the one he got banned from, um, filing to revoke Brunel's claim to the Karen trademark in 2004. Um, He then changed the name of the agency, the American location, to MC2, as we said earlier. Um, As we also said earlier in the article, Jeffrey Epstein financed MC2. Um, He did this by using it as a sort of startup grant, I believe, something like that, since he was saying that MC2 was a new agency that was appearing in New York here. Um, But 
that's not how he initially met Jeffrey. He met Jeffrey through Ghislaine Maxwell in the 1980s after they were introduced. Um, sorry, I'm just checking my notes. Um, yeah, they were introduced. It doesn't say how they were introduced in my notes. Um, most of this information I got off a Wikipedia article and then also just using the sources from that same article. Um, so you guys can go look at it yourselves too. All you have to do is really type in Jean-Luc in the Wikipedia search bar and go all the way down to see all of the sources that they use. Um, in 2004, Epstein supplied him with up to a million dollars for MC2. As I said, this was like a startup thing because it's a new business. Jean-Luc transformed the U.S. division of Karen Models to MC2 and opened offices in New York and Miami in 2005. An episode of 60 Minutes, made by CBS producer Craig Pies and reporter Diane Sawyer, aired on December 23, 1988, in which the conduct, uh, conduct of Brunel and fellow agent Claude Haddad um, was featured on it. Several American models who had worked with Brunel spoke about how models were routinely drugged and sexually assaulted. Aileen Ford of Ford Modeling Agency in New York had sent her models to Brunel for Paris assignments, but also claimed to not know anything about his conduct either. Which I just think is a little ironic. This guy's been around for about 30 years. I don't know how all of this stuff can keep just getting pushed under the rug and nobody know about it when there's literally been like a freaking CBS um, 60 Minutes thing on it. There was also like that report in like 1988 that was reported on and in, in, in tv like that's the whole reason why he got banned from his original agency and people are just like oh we didn't know anything about it like this is the issue here <laughs> this is why so many of these guys like get to this point in power in the fashion industry where they just think that they're untouchable you know and some of them truly are that's why it's taken so long for them to start getting arrested here like peter nygaard all of his allegations have been dating back like decades as well and he just got arrested this past month too you know it's because they get to this point where they're so rich they can make almost anybody especially like lower income or girls or i guess girls and younger girls like minors i'm trying to think of the correct way to phrase this women and younger girls from low-income families there we go that's why he targeted them so he could make them financially reliant on him the way that this works in the whole modeling industry is because you become financially reliant on the agency it's a clear like copy and paste example of an abusive relationship and I always compare it to that you know like I know I said that in my last one that I had done but an abusive relationship they're going to make sure that you are codependent on them in one way shape or form and this rings true for workplace harassment as we have seen in the fashion industry through this podcast and you know articles that have been coming out recently about all of these people um, we see this with certain corrupt governments using authoritarian laws on people. Um, Nazi Germany, for example. Um, what else would there be? And then just like regular abusive relationships, everyday abusive relationships. You're either emotionally reliant on them, you're financially reliant, or you have no idea where you're going to live or anything like that should you leave them, really. 
Um, and this is how these people really make sure that these girls, these women, even men and boys, don't come forward. And it just needs to change. It pisses me off that this is just like such a prominent issue and nobody talks about it or really even acknowledges it or they haven't until recently. But anyway, um, that's changing, evidently, as we have seen. Um, And I'll talk to you guys next week. Next week, we'll have a guest, um, just like one of my close friends, will be talking about how social media influences you growing up, um, as well as... As well as with um, just your body image and your self-esteem and everything. So yeah, we'll see you guys next week and talk to you then. Bye.